hit record on that and oh shit Glaber Torres got hurt yesterday yeah he someone with his groin Jesus. Uh, hit, let me hit the old intro here uh, oh yes it's week three we back and I'm here with the commissioner Mike Feinberg what's up Mike what's up cats uh, how's everything going good 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 um it's been a rough week for you, I'd say. You have character issues yeah. on your squad, <laughs> to say the least. Well, I mean, my team's been dealing with adversity basically since uh, Kareem Hunt last year. Mm-hmm. I think everything's catching up to the team, though, and uh, I, I really don't know what to make of it. This is, like, just out of nowhere. Uh, the team got decimated by not even in- – I mean, I guess kind of injuries for Tyree Kill right now, but uh, – just yeah, no. It's just your team it was a, tick, a ticking time bomb, I guess. In the last calendar year, your team has suffered a a kicked face uh, charge, a, uh, a a child uh, beating charge. Uh, yeah, and an off season child child a domestic child dispute, uh, you know, <laughs> violence, <laughs> and a possible rape. Oh no, is it sexual assault or rape? It's. I it, think those terms are interchangeable at this point, but yeah, and 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 also apparently he's just a general scumbag and just doesn't pay his debts and uh, yeah, and and also he's just a nut job. He really is at this point. I don't know how else to describe him. He went from being like the model of consistency, like this just a one guy on Pittsburgh as of like no, like uh, I would say what like September last year, to being out of the league pretty much. Well, he was always a money first guy, and for the longest time, he was making the case by his play on the field, and it made sense. And you know, he made himself into essentially the best wide receiver in the NFL. From really, like, he didn't have a lot of draft capital uh, when the Steelers took him. Six round, but yeah, sixth round. So he worked his way up, up, and then the second he got his money and a microphone put in front of him, or actually, it was his own microphone because he did most of it on social media. The guy just, you know, like, I guess this is the, uh, you know, this is the downside of social media and players having direct access is that we find out how crazy some of these guys really are. It, it's it's wild with Twitter where you could just throw your thought out into the world and, like, you, you know, there, you have millions of followers when you reach that popularity. Like, look at our president. Like, if he just didn't have Twitter, like, no one, I think a lot more people would have less of a problem with him, like, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> I mean that 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 is the gift and the curse of social media is anybody has access for good or bad, and uh, but you know what I I have to say uh, Drew Rosenhaus is a good agent. He might have just been putting out some uh, you know some bullshit last night, but he said that teams have reached out and that they're looking into what the uh, details of his legal situation are. And I mean, look, his play speaks. He plays for one game, has a touchdown. He dropped a couple of passes though in that game. I I, I watched most of it uh, last week, but he uh, he's he's an extremely I'll, I'll quote a, a close friend of ours. He's a very talented guy. <laughs> no, we'll just leave it at that. I think he gets another chance because he can still play. Uh, he not only can he still play, he's top of his game. That's why guys like Colin Kaepernick are out the fucking league. And this guy, they're 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 gonna take some teams gonna take on his issues because he's that talented. Yeah, and also he didn't commit the cardinal sin. He didn't kneel. That's all we need to worry about. You can basically do anything but kneel, and you'll get another chance in the NFL, maybe even a third or fourth chance. Who knows? Uh, the, did you see the new Bill Burr special on uh, Netflix? No, nah, he, he, he mentions that. He's just like uh, Colin Kaepernick. 
he's uh, taking knees in the NFL. It's like, you know, and he's explaining himself, this is for the Black Lives Movement. And then people are just freaking out. It's like, my fucking, my son died in Iraq, you piece of shit. He's like, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. I, I support the troops. You're not listening to me. And like, he, he has a whole bit with that where like, he's just trying to explain himself and everyone's like, you don't fucking like the troops. He's like, no, I didn't say anything like that. Uh, I was just thinking, uh, I, I don't know if you remember back a couple of years ago, there was a Kirk Cousins play when right before halftime, he was supposed to spike the ball to, to, to clock it. And for whatever bonehead reason, he just had like a mind fart and he kneeled down instead and took a knee and the clock ran it and went to halftime instead of allowing them to kick a field goal. And I was just thinking that's the only kneeling that they'll ever, ever allow you to do without you losing your job permanently in the NFL. Which I remember... I- Honestly, that's the most stupidest play I've ever heard. Like <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then he gets that ma- that monster contract years later from uh from Minnesota. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is a uh, I would say the the best average quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Where like he's consistently good, but never yeah. great, and like he gets you to almost where you want to be. you know i i don't get him at all and also now it looks like the team that he's on is just completely turned away from the passing game in general they're just you know run first and tons of defense so they gave all this money to a guy and they're not even really you know opening up the offense for him in the nfl if you think you have a chance to compete you need a competent guy like he could be a game manager type dude but like if you're down 10 points in the fourth quarter you're in trouble with kirk cousins he's not bringing you back yeah, yeah, and I, I agree. He's not elevating the play of anybody else on the field. He's not that elite talent. Definitely Go, agree. Going back to AB for one last thing, speculation teams looking at him. Uh, Michael Gallup just went down. Uh, you think the Cowboys? Jerry Jones takes on these guys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they took Greg, they took Greg Hardy back after the images were released about the, the girl that he beat the crap out of. Uh, I could see the Cowboys, definitely, especially – I, I, I think that if a team has actually got a chance to compete this year, you can't give up on that op- opportunity. You never know when your team is going to you know, come together and really make that playoff push. And also the NFC this year, you have Breeze that went down. You just took out the Saints. I'm not sold on the, the Rams at the moment. So the Cowboys look just as good as any other NFC you know, you know, top, you know, top team. New offensive coordinator for the Cowboys is killing it first two weeks. He's letting Dak throw the ball downfield like I, I felt the last couple years man they didn't let Dak chuck it and I, I I agree they also didn't have all the uh, receivers until this year they finally had a full off season with Amari they have uh, Gallup in his second year they brought in uh, Randall Cobb mm-hmm. not saying that he's this great talent or anything but that's a guy who's oh, played no. with a competent quarterback knows you know I, how to run an offense and, I, and- I disagree I think he's um not again he's not like great but he's a very good slot receiver and he's a, a, a veteran like that's the kind of guy you want as your third guy to- yeah that's sort of what I was meaning it's yeah. just you know like he, he he's better than bringing in just a rookie that offers nothing in the way of leadership and guidance I like that absolutely um so uh, last thing on AB, then we'll move on to the next guy. Is uh, AB done, or do you think he plays again this year? I, I honestly, I think for his sake, he's better off not playing this year because that guy is off of his fucking rocker. Yeah. He needs some time away, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell's going on when you're when you're told by your attorney, "Do not speak with the woman who is accusing you of sexual assault." I don't care if it's in criminal court or civil civil court. <laughs> do not contact her in any way, shape, or form. And then in the way that he did it, whether it was really menacing or intimidating or not, it was just so stupid that I have to think that this guy needs some time away. 
but I, I mean, he's just too good. He needs. He'll be back. As as a uh, uh, as your profession being a lawyer, how do you clean something like that up after what he did? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I my, my advice to him long ago would have been settle, give her the money that she wants, go back <laughs> to your career, go make more money, go win a championship. I mean, you got what you always wanted. You wanted to be out of Steelers. You wanted to be on the Patriots. You're there. And what do you do? Exactly the opposite of what your attorney tells you to do. And it, it just, you know, it's it, it, it's crazy. That's all I can say. It's just that this guy is crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely delete all social media. Uh, <laughs> get rid yeah. of your phone. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. It, it, it's, it, it's like putting a gun to your own head. Okay, uh, moving on to the next guy. Huge thing this week. Big Ben, done for the year. Uh, he needs uh, Tommy John surgery, which I know in the, in the MLB, that's a year plus before you're back to normal. Is this like the end of Big Ben? Because like I don't, he's not going to be back up and running until at least what next September. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I think they're saying a full year, so he should have uh, you know enough time to recover before next season. But um, I don't know. This guy is like he he just signed a new deal, so that you know like that that adds a little bit of uh, you know fuel for him to work his way back and and make this money on his most likely be his last deal. But at the same time. He's never been that consistent of, you know, I want to play until I'm 40, you know, like a like a Breeze and a Brady. So he's also taken a big, you know, beating in his in his career. I, I I could see him, you know, if there's any complications from this, I could see him maybe giving it some thought, but I, I, I don't know. I, I my gut tells me he comes back. My here's my thing, man. Ben Roethlisberger is not the poster poster of let's do work in rehab. Like he's a dude who's chugging beers, eating burgs uh, in the off season. Like he, he never comes back looking like he's in great shape. Like he's eating right. You know, I, I just <laughs> give him zero fucking faith that he's going to go out and do the work that need that he needs to do to get prepared to, to, to come back on time, let alone at that level. Well, I remember that, that the pictures or the videos of him last week, or it was a week, uh, week one when he's standing on the sidelines mm-hmm. The dude at this point in his life has no neck anymore. It's just straight, like it goes from like his, you know, like his chin just goes straight down to his chest because he's just, let's say he's packed on some pounds over the years, which I get, but he he doesn't strike me as this, you know, brilliant athlete that's taking care of his body with you know the TB12, uh, you know, dedication. He is. Um in the thought process of like a Babe Ruth where he just lets like <laughs> yeah. natural talent rises to the top. I don't need to work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a Mickey Mantle type, you know, like I'm going to go out and have two, three, 12 drinks tonight. Oh, I got a game tomorrow. All right. Make it eight. Shaquille O'Neal. This is dudes that I put zero work in and just, <laughs> are they just naturally blessed with the talent? Exactly. Exactly. The, the, the size and, and the inherent skill is just there. They don't have to do anything. They're, they're extremely lucky. Here's the whole thing for me. If if Mason Rudolph comes out and he shows promise and he and he like let's say they finish eight and eight or something like that, you know, maybe nine and seven, and he plays very well, I, I think that they might just move on. There's no point to take a step back um, with him. But like, guy did win you two Super Bowls, took you to three Super Bowls. I don't know if they give him that kind of respect, uh, like you know, the Giants did with Eli for so long. I don't know. You know, like it. I think it's tough to just take a team that has. I don't know. I mean, you could argue that before Ben went down, they had Super Bowl aspirations. Maybe they weren't the like the top contenders in the AFC, but you you, you figured they were going to be in a run for a playoff spot, and you just make a, you make the playoffs, and anything can happen. 
it's tough to sell the team that is pretty much outside of their, uh, you know, uh, maybe like one or two players here. They're 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 established. Like their offensive line is ready to go. They have running back with experience. Whether you think Connor is great or not, he's competent to to handle the the responsibilities. Juju, he's primed to be a number one on a legit squad. It's tough to now sell that team on. Well, all right, guys, we're going to rebuild. We're not going to really give it a shot. Uh, you know, w- you know, with Rudolph or just you know, sort of maintain this year. You guys just beefed up the defense by getting Minka Fitzpatrick, which at the time made no sense. But if you think about it, like okay, you 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 were going to get probably a pretty pretty good pick, but it wasn't going to be a top five pick. I, I I don't see that happening. I don't think they're going to be a you know bottom five team. And you just got one of the top corners that you can ask for really young. You're not going to have a first-round pick. It doesn't sell me as this team is not in it to win it still. This year, they're going to take off. Next year, I think that they're right back into it. I really do. I uh, I couldn't I, – I, I, I'm on the opposite opinion. Maybe I'll just play devil's advocate. One, I don't know who had Super Bowl aspirations for them coming into this year. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They did nothing to dramatically improve their team at all. And they – um. They lost guys. They lost AB. In fact, they 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 didn't have Le'Veon Bell or AB coming into this year. Their offense, the first game looked atrocious. They faced the Patriots. I get it. Like they, the Patriots seemed like they're a great defense this year. Second week, same thing. Just nothing was going on against Seattle. They looked terrible again. The trading of their first round pick, I think, is a really bad movie. Just lost, and this is after the fact. They they knew Ben Roethlisberger was done for the year. The the you have an unknown in your in your um young quarterback, and you're gonna trade your first round pick for a uh, for uh, D back, which is like you definitely need help, and he's a really good talent. And ultimately, I think it was that is a, a small price to pay for that player. I think in general, this pick is going to be probably good for you. I think a minimum fifteen or up. Like but, I, all right, so wait, I just wanted to talk on that one point because I, I I agree. When I first heard that they gave up the pick after losing Roethlisberger, it didn't make any sense. But what they traded for was a talent, a top ten talent that you know, assuming they had their pick and Minka Fitzpatrick was in the draft this year, they probably would have taken a guy just like him, if not him, if they had that, you know, if they had that option. But now, instead of that, they get essentially the same value of a, as a first-round pick, top 10 pick, but with experience. Now, he was buried in a shitty team in Miami, mm-hmm. but you're getting a guy that's going to come right in. He's going to play this week, and he's going to make an impact. He's going to have a full year to grow, and like you said, they, they, they weren't Super Bowl they weren't going to be in the Super Bowl this year. We all agree on that. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is that, like, after you have the Patriots, the Chiefs, the AFC is pretty much like anybody can be in that third spot. This, you know, the, you you put the Chargers there. You can put the Ravens. I don't see why you wouldn't even consider the Steelers at that point. Obviously, without Roethlisberger, it's not going to happen. But you 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 lost this year. You you you. We all acknowledge that this year it's not going to happen. So you give up that pick. It was probably going to be around a top ten pick, somewhere in that range. And instead of taking a gamble on somebody that maybe, but most likely won't contribute consistently right away, next year you get Roethlisberger back and you have a brand new corner that's now fully acclimated, knows your defense. And I, I don't know, I, I, I look at it from that perspective now because I just, the Steelers seem to understand the draft really well. And for them to have done this, you know, like they find these gems, they find defensive guys, they find receivers. 
I don't know. Something so, something made me like think again about it. I could be completely wrong too. Obviously, I, <laughs> I, I agree with you every every point except that they're in they're not in a win now mode and they're more re. I think they're on the they're denying rebuilding. You know? But then why? But they gave Roethlisberger a new deal before this. That's that, that that's all I'm saying is that if they hadn't, I'd be more inclined to say, yeah, no, you're right. This this actually is a blessing in disguise. But yeah. the fact that they gave him a new deal before this year makes me think that he was totally in their plans for the next couple of years. That makes you that, that means you keep your veterans around, you pay the guys, you restructure guys, all that kind of stuff with the idea of we're going to compete next couple of years while he's around, and then after that, you know. We sort of throw our hands up and see where we're at. Uh, I I think that that move ultimately gives faith in Mason Rudolph as a or Ben Roethlisberger. I think that they feel confident at quarterback because you like. I think ultimately you gave up a top pick, like a top fifteen pick, because I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. And they're like in this quarterback heavy class. We're we're not going quarterback. We need help in our defense. That's Steeler football, smash mouth D. This guy is who we are more than right. a, a, a young rookie hot quarterback. You know. Right, right. So, I hear you. I like this guy. Yeah. Um. All right. Going on to the next uh, casualty, we have Drew Brees. Um. He's not out for the season like Ben. Um. His Super Bowl aspirations are there for the Saints, uh, and he's out now for eight weeks. Does this destroy the the the? the Saints or can they like just stay 500 and, and get Drew Brees back I mean their their offense looked like shit the second he went down uh, Bridgewater did not look good at all and I, you know what the truth is is I was that I didn't think Brees looked that great for like the last like I don't know since last year maybe maybe second half of last season I didn't think he was doing that that well but they kept winning so I, I think this is pretty bad. Like I, I, I don't know. I need to see some signs of life this week. I think in fantasy aspects, this hurts Kamara the worst because it looked like fucking Teddy Bridgewater couldn't hit us, hit him on a uh, screen pass. Like, yeah, he, he can't. He couldn't throw it to the flats. This guy. And I'm like, that's it, that's. It. And also, Kamara, you bet you're banging on efficiency, right, to get more touchdowns with Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, or Taysom Hill. You are not going to be in the red zone a lot. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be a little. Well, I think it's going to be difficult because they've never stacked the box against the running game before. Because you always had at least Michael Thomas to worry about, and while he's still out there, this guy is just not accurate. I don't know. Have we ever actually seen Bridgewater be a, a truly competent quarterback? He, the year, he went from doing nothing in in Minnesota to injured, and we haven't seen him since. The year before he got hurt, he was showing promise at the end of it. Like he started to like. It looked like he was taking steps forward, and then he stepped back in practice, and that was the end of his career, pretty much. Like he he hasn't really played since. So yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, he was on the Jets for a hot second too. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Then well, you know, he looked good enough where the Saints threw like I think the Jets we got like a what like a fourth or third rounder for him or something like that. So yeah, it was some middle mid round pick, I think. So he looked like he had some game left in him. He's still young, uh, you know. This is why they got him. You need to carry us. You have to keep us afloat till Breeze gets back to right the ship, and we can make the. They're no longer the NFC favorites for me. They, they, they I think they're a wild card team, and that's if Breeze gets back in eight weeks. Yeah, it, it, it's can they like just maintain like maybe like five hundred? Mm-hmm. If they could go four and four, maybe even I don't know three three and five is going to be tough. If, if if you lose five games during this stretch, that means that Breeze is going to have to be perfect when he gets back, and I don't know like. It, it, can you just like flip a switch and just be like, all right, I haven't thrown a football, I haven't played football in eight weeks, we're talking two months, and then just get right back onto the field and 
I don't know. If I anyone, mean, at 40, at 40 years old, maybe he can. Who knows? If anyone can do it, Breeze, he's a consummate professional. The guy guy go out in his sleep and play a football game. The guy is Hall of Famer. He's he's got top numbers and everything. I I believe that he can come yeah. right off the bench and do it. My my only thing is, the thumb is super important. That you know, that's yeah. what happened with um Kurt Warner. He hurt his thumb over in L not L A St Louis, and he was he was like trash for like a couple of years. And then he resurged when he finally got healed up on, um, on Arizona. So, you know, this is a, a serious injury cause that's your entire grip of the football. It's not like he hurt his shoulder or something like that. You know, it's, this is a, a, on the low, a more serious injury because it affects your entire throw. I think that this is not only bad for breeze owners, but you have Michael Thomas owners that you're, you're going to get, you know, uh, you know, a percentage of what you expect from him now. I, I honestly um, think he's going to be fine just because he's. I, I, I do you see him getting less targets. They're going to probably be playing catch up mode more. So I honestly, I really think the the player it hurts the most is Alvin Kamar, only because Latavius Murray. I mean, you the first two games you weren't banking on anything from him after that. <laughs> so well, I, I I see it as that they're probably going to rely on the run game even more. So I think there's going to be more touches for both Kamara and for Latavius Murray. They'll probably be facing, uh, you know, an extra man, an extra uh, run defender in the box instead of having an extra cornerback on the field because of the, uh, you know, lack of breeze. But I, I think that their defense is still very solid. They do, they, they, they play very well, you know, as a group. I don't know, but do like, you... I can't, I can't even point out specific guys on their team. The cornerbacks are solid. Their run stop is solid, and I think they're going to stay in games. And if they don't get down big. They're going to run and run and run, control the ball, try to maintain uh, time of possession. But I, I, I don't see them throwing nearly as much. And that's what I'm saying is that, like, Michael Thomas is really the only receiving threat that I was ever considering on the team. And like we were saying before, Bridgewater is not that accurate. And if they're going to sprinkle in Taysom Hill, then that's, you know, you know those plays are going to be trick plays. They're going to run it. They're yeah, going to bomb it out to, like, Ginn or somebody. Taysom Hill is in the game. It's a gadget play. Right, exactly. He's going to run it or he's going to bomb it out in some like flea flicker to, you know, some no-name receiver because Michael Thomas is going to be like quadruple covered. The only, the only thing I'm disagreeing with you is I do agree with you that they're going to lean more on the run, but I think they're going to be facing negative game script in second halves because they're going to be down like 10 points because like their run game is really good because of the Drew Brees and the threat of the pass and him laying it out to like, you know, Kamara and the flats. Like if Teddy Bridgewater isn't effective like that, you know, they're they're going to be down in games and they're going to have to throw in the fourth and even maybe the late third quarter more. So I I think you're just going to see. I I'm not sure these targets are going to be good targets for you know your the Gin and Thomas and uh, Chaquan Smith, but like they're going I think they're just going to see more targets because they're going to be down. Well, that's that that, that was why I kind of uh, I I picked uh, Seattle as my lock of the week this week mm -hmm. s simply because the matchup in that game is very favorable to Seattle. Seattle's secondary isn't nearly as good as it used to be with the Legion of Boom, but their run defense has got has still remained pretty solid. And now I think Seattle, uh, uh, the, the Saints are going to be way more one-dimensional, and they're playing right into actually the strength of the Seattle defense. So I think this is going to be a big test for, Seattle, uh, for, the, for the Saints to see if they can actually consistently move the ball, and, and their defense is going to have to step up big. All right, moving on to uh, the last casualty of this week. It's, it's my boy. It's Eli. It's, a, it's the end of an error. Are we calling this a casualty? I thought we were talking about negative things. This sounds like the positive. This sounds like the first, like, you know, signs of spring here. No, no, man. Well, you know, look, uh, uh, Mike, you, you've, you're you a Met fan, a Chiefs fan. 
I am. And um, a Knicks fan, right? I, I am a suffering right? fan. So you don't know the deal, right? Like, I, I <laughs> my two favorite moments, my two best moments in fandom were Eli Manning and the Super Bowl, right? So, like, all right, he sucked the last couple years, man. And, like, I, I'm not, like, I'm not on that shit, like, on that, on that thing where, let's disrespect this guy. Like, look, bro, he brought me two Super Bowls, man. Like, like did he really? He did. Are we really, are we really gonna say that Eli brought you those Super Bowls? You could you could blame it on the you could give it to the defense, but you know what? The I'm totally giving it to the defense. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, because you want to know why? Each game he was down by a touch, and he brought his team left with two minutes and change both t- both times to score a touchdown against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He was no. he was the ending factor that won those games. His pass to Manningham, his pass to Tyree. Like, all right, I I'll, I'll give I'll give him credit where credit is due. He made those plays possible by giving his guys a chance to, to to make you know great plays, and it's exactly what happened. So I'll give him credit. I'll give him credit. But if I'm gonna say who brought you those Super Bowls, I'm gonna say Michael Strahan, OC Humanura. Michael Strahan did not have a sack guys. in the Super Bowl. What's that? Michael Strahan didn't have a sack in the Super Bowl. Justin Tuck had two. Uh, Matthias Kiyunuka had one, and I think you see that's Manuel. like that's like asking what the guy's ERA was in in, in a season to say if he had a great year. There's a, there's so many other factors that come into play. If he didn't have a sack, I bet you he that means that he was probably double covered the entire time, which allowed somebody else to have single coverage, which allowed somebody else to have single coverage, which allowed somebody else to rush. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's all it's all connected. Eli wasn't the most consistent guy, not the greatest regular season guy, but he was he played consistently, uh, consistently good. I'll give him total credit for that. He earned that much. He's, he he earned that that the glowing praise from me. 232 out of 233 uh, games started, and the one he didn't start, he was sat uh, for um, uh, the, that guy from West Virginia. I don't even remember his name. He's the old Jets quarterback. Um, oh, Geno Smith. Geno Smith, right? Man, that, 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 that is just not, – not, not only is that a blemish on the record, but that is like a backhanded slap to the face that it was for Geno fucking Smith. Look, can, Alex Smith was never the greatest quarterback, but if he brought you two Super Bowls, right – like you got nothing but love for the guy. Let the, let this guy finish out his career. You know, fuck it. You know, Man, like it, 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 I, I, you're right. I don't know that feeling, mm-hmm. and I hope that I learn that feeling very, very quickly, very soon this year. But I, I, I guess you're right. Is I can't say that I have a, a special place in my heart for a quarterback that's won me two Super Bowls. Maybe, maybe one day I will know that feeling. That's what I'm saying, man. So like, I'm on. Like, it's the end of an era. I remember being like, I was like 22 years old when they draft him, right? And like, I was like, you know, we were coming off Kerry Collins, and before him was like, Kent Graham and um, uh, Danny Cannell and Dave Brown and all these fucking shitty guys, right? And Kerry Collins, like Kerry Collins was all right, but like he wasn't that great. Um, mm-hmm. And we just had a long, long history of this, this whack quarterbacks, and he was solid for us for a long time. He, we were consistently making the playoffs, and. Uh, the last couple of years haven't been great, and I, I want to blame that on on our just our front office not putting a lot of talent there, man. Like our defensive line, uh, um, defensive and offensive line went to hell, and our you know just the talent wasn't there. And Eli didn't never complain. Consummate professional, never got in trouble, never said anything stupid. Um, people took shots at him everywhere, and he had nothing but nice things to say. He's like, oh, you know, we're just gonna get ready. Uh, you know, that's what you want from a player. Look at Antonio Brown, ta- most talented guy in the world. Fucking, he's an asshole. Like you can't keep him on the field. Yeah, no, I, I, he he's he's been exactly what you want in terms of off-field presence and consistency, never getting too high, never getting too low. He's just one of those guys that requires everybody else on the team to bring their A game 
when they're going to be, you know, like when, when you're going to call them a Super Bowl contender, everybody else has got to be, you know, elite. You got to have that elite defense. They had a great running game at the time. They had a good offensive line. You know, like you, you can win Super Bowls like that. We've seen that with the Ravens in the past, the year the Bucks won. But right. to win consistently in this league, you can elevate the play of everybody else with a really good quarterback. And that's just where Eli wasn't. He wasn't somebody that was going to make other people elite. He was a guy that was going to make sure that, you know, if everybody else played at their elite level, we're going to win. Uh, Which is not a knock. It's not enough. He, it's just he's the best game managing quarterback ever with the with <laughs> with with fourth quarter magic because these game managing quarterbacks never had like, your game manager because you can't go out yeah. and win the game. He's yeah. a game manager that like when it was all said and done that fourth quarter you had trust in him to lead you on that game winning drive. No, you're right. You got to make the plays, yeah. and for all the stuff I knock on Eli, he certainly made the plays when he needed to, especially but in those Super Bowls. They don't teach intangibles, but he like he doesn't lead. He never led the league in anything. But in uh, 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 the one of the stats he did lead the league in, in as far as um, career wise, was comeback wins in the fourth quarter. So, fuck it, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and 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 that man, I'll take it, man. Plus 15 years of of service, man. Never missed a game. I, I, I'm gonna miss Eli Manning, Dave. Not Dave. Daniel Jones has got big shoes to fill, and uh, you know, start of the new era. I'm excited in the sense where, like, okay, man, here's the new guy we just drafted. We get to see him, but like, I'm sad that I'm seeing my my man go down. Look, it, it also it would have been completely unlike the Giants fans if they had taken a Giants quarterback that you guys were super excited about, and you were like, oh my god, this is the guy. We're going to win Super Bowls with him. It just wouldn't have it wouldn't have been right. It's so much better story and so much more appropriate. For you guys, all you Giants fans who have said, oh, we hate this guy. We spent the sixth-round pick on him. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Gettleman, go you know, go fuck yourself. And it only makes sense for him to now come in under these circumstances when the team sucks and to say, you know what, guys? I'm actually just going to you know, go out there and do the best I can do. And I think he's going to do fine. I really do. I, I don't see his expectations. Are, and you can't get much lower. You guys have all basically put him lower than dirt at this point. I don't, so, Do not put me there. No, I'm saying for the most part, when when he was drafted on uh, in, in April, I heard nothing but boos, nothing but complaints, and he got, he played really well in the preseason. Preseason means exactly what preseason is, though. So, you know, like I, I just think he doesn't he hasn't earned all this horrible, horrible like negativity so early. Here's the thing with him, man. If you look at his game tape from Duke, am I? The, the, I was talking to the guy I worked with, um, and um, he was saying, "Hey, look, man." At Duke, he didn't play with one off, uh, one player on offense that had any NFL talent, and he was in the ACC playing Clemson, playing good schools, and they were they were semi competitive because of this one guy. He's athletic. The guy can uh, scramble a bit. Um, I wouldn't say like you know like Lamar Jackson when he was looking to run, but like he can get out of the pocket and throw a dart. Uh, the guy, he's he's a smart quarterback, man. He could he could have. Uh, um, gone to other schools but he chose Duke because he wanted to the better school he was a smart guy so like again like I like that like you know I know Miller hates the whole Wonderlick thing and all that shit but like I think you know mental toughness is a good thing to have in a quarterback like look at um Vince Young all those years ago like he just broke down and people booed him and he couldn't handle it like in, in, in New York you gotta be tough yeah he was coached by the same guy that, that coached uh, Peyton and Eli too so I think the Giants have a lot of faith in that coach and whatever his style, his structure, system, you know, is he 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 teaches guys, and I am a hundred percent certain that this guy 
gave the Giants, you know, his blessing on Daniel Jones being ready for all of this. He seems to have that same, you know, calm, cool, even keel that Eli had. And, and uh, you know, look, I don't think he's nearly as bad as I think people have been uh, making him out to be in their mind. No. I really don't. I, I I'm 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 excited and uh, I think he's he's ready to go today. Um, all right, man. Uh, we're gonna go to the next segment here. W- are you worried? This is basically, hey, man, are we worried about these players? They're not not looking too good. All right, let's do we, it. We had him on last week. We're having him on again. Devonta Freeman snap share is almost fifty fifty with Edo Smith. He's not doing anything. He has zero explosiveness. Are you worried about this guy? I think the fact that his backup is Edo Smith is giving him job security. I think that if they wanted to uh, show him that there's a sense of urgency, they would have probably got uh, taken another running back earlier, maybe like with the third round, fourth round picks in there. But I think he's, I, I, I think talent wise, he's done. I don't think that you recover after years and years of knee injuries. But as far as the team is concerned, I don't see him going any further than a 50 50 time split. I don't see Edo Smith taking any more. And I mean, I think the team actually improves as the year goes on. If you're a fantasy owner, though, are you uh, like you're not getting anything out of this guy? You probably drafted him in the like in a redraft, like fourth and a fourth, fifth round or something like that, expecting maybe RB one upside, and it looks like it's a total disaster out there with him. If anybody drafted Devonta Freeman thinking that he had RB one upside, I think that they were you know a little wishful thinking in the first place. That that guy is just he he's always injured. He's always injured, and they're a pass first offense, mm-hmm. so. I think you were, you know, your mind was in the wrong place in the beginning if you were hoping for that. Yeah, I, I try to. Uh, at this point in my fantasy life, I'm, st- I'm just trying to just, I'm not, I'm not even going for upside. I'm just averting risk. I'm just like, yo, I just, guys who just are consistently healthy, who have job security, is like the best thing. I, I don't care if you fucking gonna break out for like thirty points in a game. Just give me my fucking twelve, and I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say from this, from the, from the perspective that he hasn't injured himself yet, I'm happy about that. But at the same time, 50-50 time split with a guy like Ito Smith, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think you're worried, but you should have been this worried from the second you drafted him. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, next guy, O.J. Howard. Um, first game had one catch, fumble. Uh, he might have a little bit more than that, but like he, he fumbled the ball, didn't really get targeted too much. Second game, zero catches. Um, are we starting to worry here? Is Bruce Arians again fading the tight end? Yeah, I think it's that and uh, a combination of their offensive line being really, really crummy mm-hmm. because he's you know he's a solid blocker too. That was the whole ideal uh, idea of of Howard is that he could you know pass catch and uh, block at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. he's a great he has blocker. all these skills, mm-hmm. and unfortunately his pass you know his pass protection skills are more needed at this point for the team. So I I yeah I'd be a little concerned unless they make any any substantial changes on the offensive line. I'm with you. Uh, it's it's. I'll give it one more game. If he's if he has the same stat line, like one catch, fifteen yards, or something like that, he's not being targeted. Then I, it's full on panic mode for your OJ. You could he's droppable and redraft well, at that point. Th- I think this is the week. I agree with you because I think this is the week where a they're at home playing against a defensive line, the Giants, that is not very strong. So if there's ever going to be a time where they're going to say we're going to let our actual offensive line do their thing, mm-hmm. this should be the week. Second, I think that uh, that uh, Arians is going to try to make an effort to get him the ball, mm-hmm. and you know, like you know, the squeaky wheel, you know, yes. gets the oil. That's <laughs> that, that's it. You know, in the NFL, if you don't say shit, nothing will happen. If you start doing Antonio Brown type shit, all of a sudden you get exactly what you want. 
But uh, and I, I think that this is the week. Well, just to go back to the those squeaky wheel gets the oil type things, like those players are never good for teams. Like if, like those wide receivers, like give me the goddamn ball, blah blah. Like you, they're they look great because their stats are great because the guys are forcing the ball, but the teams take a hit because. You're not working in game flow anymore. Now it's like, I got to get this asshole the ball. All right, like, so you're throwing bad, well, bad well, throws. That, that, that's true. Oh, Antonio Brown tweets that he's done playing in the NFL. Oh, yeah. he's done playing. The NFL's right. done playing with him. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that when the team is winning and the guy is being, you know, the squeaky wheel and he won't shut up, then I think that's a potential cancer situation in the locker room. But when the team is not winning and they're not playing well, and a good player with talent is saying, you got to get me the ball. You got to use me differently. I think you do have to take notice on that. And it can't just be, well, that player needs to shut up because he's becoming a distraction. No, if you're not winning, then maybe, you know, like this is, you know, this is what professional sports should be is, is, is smart players that know their, know their position, know their abilities. And I, I don't know. I, I, I think this is the week though. I, I think this week he finally gets, you know. I guess a, a good week, you know, mm. two catches, three catches. Let's go crazy, maybe four. All right, we're going to next one. Are you worried? Your second favorite team, the New York Jets. Within You went from having aspirations of playoffs maybe, you know, we're looking good this year, we're building something, to like dumpster fire, we're getting a top pick. So the mononucleosis with, uh, with Darnold, he's out for indefinitely. It, and the thing is because it enlarges your spleen. If you take a hit, it can rupture. So, like, he, it's not like he's just trying to get over a sickness. He can't come in until that's that's good yeah i i think that that is classic jets seriously like you have you have things aligning now granted they 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 were playing exactly the way the old jets did they lost the first week on a heartbreaker to the bills they uh you know they lose their quarterback for the next five six weeks you know between weeks one and two but uh, i i just you know i'd be worried because you didn't want to waste this this prime year with Le'Veon bell and now you're just throwing him to the wolves. Yeah, you're you're, gonna run the and you didn't on. even have your backup anymore. You lost your backup, so now you're onto your third string quarterback. So, Le'Veon Bell is going to get you know worked into the ground, and I just hope that he survives without major injury this year. He's uh, he's they're going to run the treads off him. He's going to touch the ball like yep. 400 times because like what else they got going on? You have Robbie Anderson, who's a basically a, a field stretcher who's not going to get the ball because who the fuck's getting it to him? Yeah. Maybe when Herndon gets back, you have a guy who can catch the ball middle of the field, you know, like down. Like he, he's last year, he averaged 12 yards per catch, and like that's monstrous for a tight end. So like he he'll be good in you know like like mid range. Uh, so they they need him back. They need the quarterback Darnold to get healthy, man, or, or it's going to be a long season for them. Yeah, I I mean I think you know they're fortunate they have the bye week early, so that's huge. They mm-hmm. get that extra bye week to they you know two weeks you know two weeks off for him to. I think they're off I next week, right? Yeah, I think it's week four. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first week there's any teams on a bye. But uh, if they can if they can get him back after they get him back for game five, you still have a chance because you know like 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 we're saying before, AFC is wide open. You have two teams that you pretty much assume are going to be there, and now you have four spots and. With uh, Andrew Luck not playing, and you have Gardner Minshew doing his thing, like who my knows? favorite player AFC by the is way. wide open. Uh, my favorite player, Gardner Minshew. Do you see Gardner he showed Minshew. up at Washington State with a, a homemade? He cut jorts, and they're like they're like skin tight with his like bandana and mustache. He was cheering on his alma mater. Like, <laughs> love this guy, man. Yeah, he's cl- uh, he's good. I, I like him. He's good for the NFL so far. Absolutely. I honestly. Is there a world where Mason Rudolph and Gardner Minshew are starting for the Jags and the Steelers respectively next year? I think Minshew 100% has has 
a better shot. I, I, I don't know what Mason Rudolph's I, uh, like plan is, but when you're coming in to back up Nick Foles versus coming in as a backup to start for Ben Roethlisberger, you, you, you've you got to do some Tom Brady coming in for uh, – what's his name? Uh, the the Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. You've got to do something like win a Super Bowl to say – I'm going to take over for your established quarterback, who, by the way, with Roethlisberger, is a multi-Super Bowl winning quarterback, versus Minshew, who's basically like, I threw two touchdowns in two games. I'm your starter. You know, like, let's be real here. Foles is not your long-term solution anyway. And I, I, I think Minshew should stick around. I, I agree with you with everything except for um, Ben Roethlisberger not being replaceable, where, like, he's... 38 years old coming off Tommy John surgery fat guy like you know he was and he wasn't good he had a crazy um um what was it uh home he was great away he kind of sucks like you know so like he's coming he was coming to the end of his career anyway if, if Mason Rudolph shows promise like I said before I think they should move on but you know we never know all right we both agree the Jets are in trouble next one yes Miller's yeah. favorite team the Browns they did win against the Jets on Monday's handily, twenty-three to three. But if you watch the game, they look like shit again. Like the Jets, like defense, were stopping that prolific offense of the fucking Browns. If it wasn't for an eighty-nine yard uh, catch and run with OBJ, the score would have been like sixteen to three or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I, I hate to kick a team when they're down. So I guess at this point they're not down, so I can kick them just fine. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they didn't look good. They really didn't. I completely agree with your assessment. They they allowed the Jets to stay in that game after they're on to their third-string quarterback. They have very little production in the way of wide receivers. And the Jets were able to move the ball a little bit here and there with uh, – who, who's their quarterback now? Falk? Falk, yeah. Falk. Oh. That, that, that's, not how, that's not how I would expect to see a team that's ready to compete play. Mm-hmm. The, their, their offense didn't look you know smooth. They were doing little chunk plays here and there. They got that big run with OB, uh, the big you know uh, yard, all the yards after the catch with uh, OBJ. That's about it. Their entire offense was one big run by Chubb and one and one big um, catch and run by OBJ. Other than that, they were they stalled out in every drive. Yeah, and and I mean, let's be real. The Jets are not a team that you're supposed to play with for three quarters and just pull away in the fourth. The no. Jets on their third string quarterback are a team you're supposed to have done. I'd say by third quarter at the latest. Also. Um, David Njoku on IR, he got absolutely wrecked on a catch. Like, uh, was it what's his face? Baker threw it. Um, he jumped to get it, and then he got undercut, landed on his neck. I was just, I, I thought he was like hurt, hurt, but he hurt his wrist. Not he got a concussion, but I thought he like hurt his neck. He looked terrible. Yeah, that 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 injury definitely didn't look good. But I will say the silver lining here is I'm a personal fan favorite of his backup, considering his uh, his mm-hmm. pedigree. Six seven. Um. Yeah. He's Demetrius Harris. He's super athletic. I, I honestly think that uh, as far as tight ends go, uh, in the red zone, he's going to help him out a lot. He's a huge target. He's super athletic. The thing the thing that's going to drive you crazy with Demetrius Harris is that he'll make four great catches, maybe even a touchdown, but yet that fifth catch, when, he, when that, that fifth throw to him will be right in his hands, and it'll be for a touchdown or some big first down, and that shit is just going to drop. And you're going to look at him, and you're going to like, how the hell did you catch those other four that were nowhere near as easily catchable, and this one in your hand, I'm telling you, it's going to drive you mad. 
but he's, he's going to make more plays than he's going to miss. He's um, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want him as my starter, but as far as the interim guy to get you back to Nojoku, I, this is why you pay vets. Like he's yep. he's good to yep. have right now instead of just some rando guy, you know. Yeah. All right. He's, uh, He's a good player. So I'm 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 a little worried about the Browns to see how they play today, but I I think it's, it's troublesome to see that they're like Landry's a ghost. Um, well, oh. bad bad news for their receiving core is they got the Rams coming in, so you're gonna get Marcus Peters, you're gonna get Taquib Alib. Uh, most you're importantly, get, yeah, you're gonna get guys that are on them. And even more important, you got Aaron Donald up in his up in Baker's face today. Well, they may catch a little break with that because I don't know what Aaron Donald's deal is. I've been hearing he's been hurt uh, most of the week, so I don't know if he's even playing, to be honest. He's the only guy I've ever seen who's like 280 pounds with a six-pack, bro. I, I've never <laughs> seen a man like this. Um, all right, man, going from uh, Demetrius Harris, a chief, a former chief, to a chief right now, Damian Williams hurt. not the And, like, it's not his backfield, man. Are, are you Everyone, especially in redraft, who draft him, like, end of the second – like almost top of the second, he was a second round pick for a long time. People thought he was just going to ball out this year, not balling out, not looking good. And now your your boy Darwin Thompson looks like he's going to get some touches today. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I think that uh, Darwin Thompson is one of those uh, you know like those late round gems. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they he he's he's like uh, I think best case scenario he's like a Darren Sproles, just uh, this little guy on the field that just is like you know he touches the ball and he's just lightning quick. Mm -hmm. So. I, I, I'm real excited, but the weather in KC today is supposed to be awful. Tons of rain, tons of wind. So I'm, I'm a little concerned. I got to be honest. I'm very concerned. I think this game is, uh, is, is, is setting up for a slugfest with a lot of running plays, a lot of dump passes, and the Chiefs' backfield is a mess at the moment because even McCoy is, is questionable for the day. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The Chiefs got a problem in their backfield. But are going back to Damian Williams? Are are you worried now? Is is there? Yes, yes. I would one hundred percent be worried. I think you should have been worried from the second that they signed uh, Lashawn McCoy, and uh, Damian Williams has done nothing but create. I guess for the for the team themselves, question marks. They wouldn't have signed Damian Williams. I mean, they they wouldn't have signed Lashawn McCoy if if they were completely sold on him. Mm -hmm. Coming into coming into the year, you looked it looked like okay, his backup is uh, is um, Darwin Thompson, and he's looking good. He's 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 the fucking main guy. And then they sign McCoy, throw the whole wrench into that. They're like, oh well, they they're seeing something in practice or something. They're like, we need insurance here. Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I think that the uh, Kareem Hunt situation just kind of scarred them because that wasn't an injury. That was just for whatever reason you could lose your you know your a key piece of your offense. And you need a, a, a not just somebody to back them up, but you need somebody that's you know a, you know they have the ability. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, Carlos Hyde for a little bit, but he just I guess he wasn't a good fit for what they wanted to do on offense. Maybe like the blocking schemes or something like Car that. Carlos but, uh, Hyde. I like McCoy though. Yeah. All right. Um. Next guy up on the on the on the block here is Corey Davis. Uh. He has done nothing for two years plus now. I, I the AJ Brown is out to, uh, as outperforming him. I'm I'm worried. I'm I'm full on panic with him. I, I I think that the ship has sailed on Corey Davis. You, you they they went out and they spent money on Adam Humphreys too. Like this that this is just a team that doesn't throw very much. And I thought last year he actually showed some promise. But when you go out and you get two more receivers to take touches away uh, looks away from him, can I I, I think it's bad. Can, bad I give the, can I give you the stat that last year he had 29 percent target share and he put up blah numbers. Yeah, the I, the team doesn't have the faith in him, and I I I don't I don't think their passing game is very good either. I I'm not a, I'm not sold on Mariota's arm.
Yeah, I but, don't think that it's but, but, a, 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 a not necessarily just an offensive coordinator situation. But even in teams with um, like look at look at Nuke right when he was with all the trash he had to play with, he always performed. Like like last year, he had the target cherry. He was the guy. He did not do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't get what's going on there. Their offense is so atrocious. The Titans' play calling is atrocious. Mariota's play is pretty bad. They have all this talent. They have receivers. They have running backs. I, I, I know they're missing uh, you know, maybe like one or two guys either on the offensive line or the defensive line, but it, it's uh, I think they're missing – was it Taylor Luan? I think he's uh, suspend, he was suspended for a couple of games. Mm-hmm. So maybe they get him back, gets a little bit more protection, but – I, I've just never been a Mariota guy. I think he was a gimmicky kind of quarterback in college, and you know, it's just it, you know, most things don't translate that well into the NFL. All right, next guy, last guy, Melvin Gordon the third. Are you starting to worry that when he does come back, if and when he does come back in a week, I think it's ten after the um, uh, the, the buy and everything, he's he, he's he's not going to be the main guy. I feel. I think Eckler has been very productive to the point where he has going to have a larger role when Melvin comes back. Yeah, I, I, I think that Eckler has proven that he's more than capable, and I think that this, the, the Chargers are better off utilizing both of them in a split, so that way, A, Gordon doesn't have as strong of a case for all this money, as opposed to Ezekiel Elliott, who's actually the bell, you know, the, the bell cow back. Oh, yeah. You split, you split their carries, you, you, you take that argument off the table that he's getting 30 touches a game, mm-hmm. and the productivity is there with Eckler, so... You know, if, if we need to move on from you, then we do. And they'll go and they'll draft a young uh, running back and they'll pay him on a rookie wage scale. That'll be a fraction of what he's asking for. I, I, I'm not, I don't think Outlook is good for Gordon, at least with the Chargers. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the longer he holds out, the, the worse his case gets, unless Eckler gets hurt or something like that. Which is always a big possibility. I mean, that's why these running backs, they, it, it, I think the next CBA, the running back position needs to be addressed more than any other position on the field. The minimum pay. They're getting screwed. The minimum, Absolutely getting screwed. The minimum pay for a running back should either be touch based or like just the highest in the league. Like your minimum pay for being a running back, taking all those hits and like the devaluation of it. Your minimum pay has got to be like a million dollars more than the like a, like the next guy or something like that. And and they got to. I know it's I know it's not uh, uh you know going to be looked at you know kindly by the owners and and the teams, but you have to front load their running the running back contracts the rookies. It, it, there, there's no. I'm not saying to give this insane you know multi million dollar deal in their first and second year, but typically the rookie deals get more valuable as t- you know time goes on. Mm-hmm. So when you're by year three four, you're making more money than you were in one two. But by year three and four, the NFL values that running back less. Maybe you have a couple of years of experience. You know how to read a you know read a playbook better. You know how to you don't you know, even your, do your that vocabulary is better. But that's about it. Now you're looked at less valuably on the field. You don't even need to do that. As long as you could pass protect, right? Then you can come right out of the gate going. Like they, there's yeah. no, I, I don't think there's much difference in um in from NCAA to pro as far as that position goes, except for blocking. Right, I agree completely. You pick up as a running back, you can pick up the professional game faster than probably any other position on the field. If the hole's there, it's there. You know, it's yeah. like, all right, man, I'm gonna run through it. I'm fucking try to break out into the secondary. You know, maybe I take that back. I think kickers and punters probably have the least difficulty in transition. But Actually, that's about it. I think it's easier for a kicker and punter in the pros than it is in college. Where like, just because like you're you're look look at game days and like going to Michigan, going to the big house and trying to make a kick like a serious kick there, and then fucking like. 
and like you're you're playing outdoor games with like crazy weather and like the fucking hundred thousand people and they're going way more nuts in an NFL game like because they're that's the alma mater they've been drinking in the parking lot they've been drinking for like two days straight they've been they, they have they, after after Thursday after classes they've been drinking up until Saturday during game time and they're fucking going wild like it's a much more difficult kick. Yeah, yeah. I I also think they have better blockers in the NFL too, so it might actually be you know they might actually have like another you know like quarter of a second maybe. The the only thing the difference is it's a lot more. I guess it is it's it's like you miss like four kicks, you're just out of the league, bro. It's like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It, it, except if you play for I think it's the Bears. The Bears seem to tolerate really shitty kicking. And it's funny that that cost them their season last year. Okay, oh moving on to the <laughs> next thing. Believe it or not, players that we are performing and we do we believe it. Or do we not believe it? First guy, Lamar Jackson has been bawling. Everyone who thought that this guy was going to be can't throw in the NFL and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, year two, he looks like the best quarterback out of all those guys. And he was drafted 32nd overall. <laughs> I believe it. I think he's, you know, uh, I think he's he adds that element uh, with his accuracy this year mm-hmm. that we were wondering. Because if you can throw the ball accurately, then sky's the limit. He has the athleticism and – he just he he will have to run overall less than what he did last year. That obviously was just unsustainable. But I'm a believer. He um I he I don't think his his like uh, coaching staff was allowing him to throw deep. One they didn't have the personnel. Who they have? They had Crabtree, who's not that guy. And like I don't even Sneed just like bargain Herman's basement. Boy. He's a bargain basement slot guy. Like these. That's- these that's Herman's boy. You got to put some respect on that name. He's Herman is a sucker for veterans that who <laughs> like, like I just traded him uh, Josh Gordon for two seconds in the in the one league right, and I'm like, this guy has never like you're still chasing a six a sixteen hundred yard season that happened six years ago. Like you got to move on from this shit. Like, like he's a, he's a, he's a loyal fantasy owner. That's all you can say. Yeah. Herman liked his boys. JD Drew forever. <laughs> JD Drew was a solid player. <laughs> Not for fantasy, but he was a solid player in the, in the Major League Baseball. JD uh, Drew for life. Lamar Jackson, I think we're both. Uh, I think I believe it too. I think he showed. He was in um, Louisville. He played great. He was, he could throw the ball. He wasn't he wasn't one dimensional. Like he gets this rap where he could all he did was run or something like that. Uh, and that, like he was Johnny Manziel. That wasn't the case. Like like Johnny Manziel was who they thought um, Lamar Jackson is. Where he. He ran around, make the play longer, and, and and threw into bad coverage a lot. But like in, in the NFL, he couldn't do that because he couldn't fucking break the play down like that, you know? Like because he was these guys are all athletic, you know? So yeah. I Mar- think that also this is going to be uh, Lamar Jackson's like first real test. Uh, I I know that they played uh, Miami week one, so let's be real, that's Cupcake. really not that's barely even an NFL game. Cupcake. And uh, who did they play last week? They were home against. Uh, they beat barely Arizona. They they uh they yeah. they won by a touchdown. Yeah. See now that's that's what I'm saying is I think they're playing Casey this week in Kansas City. Now granted it's it's supposed to be really crummy weather. This is the real test. Like this is the first test he's got this season. Uh, I know I, the Chiefs defense isn't great, but at the same time, what offense have they actually been tested against, and what high pressure situation have they played? They've been on the road against the shitty Dolphins and at home against the rookie quarterback of Kyler Murray. So. Let's let's see what they do against Mahomes. I'm sure it's going to be a good game. I I, I can't imagine that either team is going to blow out the other one. And um, that's as a Chiefs fan. Next guy, Kenny Galladay. He's looking every bit the alpha receiver. Though he's like a back end one at this point. Every every week he's getting like 80 yards and a touchdown. Man, like is he 
starting to get steam to be an elite receiver in the NFL? I have been. Uh, I, I haven't really had strong feelings on Galladay either way, but I, I, you can't argue the numbers. He is. He's consistent. He bails out Matt Stafford a couple of times a game. He's got uh, the height, the speed. He catches the ball. He's a red zone target. I, I, I believe. I, I'm, I'm also a believer in Galladay. I think he's going to eat this year. Next man up, Christian Kirk. That he, while he hasn't scored a touchdown, he is by far the target leader on the Arizona Cardinals. He's eaten with catches and yards, and it's it's a young offense that's building rapport. He came, uh, I believe, he played with um, uh, Murray in college. Not a hundred. No, he played Texas Tech. I think I, they just. Came, I think they came from similar systems. Yes, they came from similar systems. They both uh, right. air raids or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, air raid. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Mike Leach. Yes. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually a full believer of Christian Kirk. I drafted him in a lot of places just because uh, what's his face uh, said he was going to run 90 plays a game, and it's like, all right, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm not going to say I'm not a believer yet, but I am going to firmly say that I haven't seen enough to say that I'm a believer at this time. What a lawyer answer! Oh my god. There we go. There we go. There's like nothing. There's nothing there to go on. Like Bill Belichick bullshit. <laughs> he's got he's got believer potential. How about that? All right. You like that better? It's better than the the, the run around. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. Like <laughs> I gave you a straightforward answer, Cass. I don't understand okay. what you want. Okay, our next guy, Chris the Godwin man. Ah, uh, this guy has been balling out. I think he's got the belief. I think I, I'm I'm a believer. I think he's got knuck potential because I don't know what in the world do you want to call Jameis Winston, but that guy is a total question mark at quarterback. So. I give him that nuck status that if he's putting up numbers with questionable quarterback play, if he ever got a quarterback, oh my god, the guy could take off. Uh, is this also kind of uh, exposing Mike Evans as just a, a field stretcher? Like he's good, he's great with the you know long balls, with air yards, and all that stuff, but he's awful with yak. He he doesn't get a yard after the catch. Um, Mike Evans is a. I think he's like a, as opposed to like a speed receiver, he's more of a size guy, and I think that that day in the NFL has passed. I think what you want now from your number one receiver or from what will play better is a, is what we would used to call a possession receiver, but with yards yard after the catch ability. You want a so guy like, get, so like an Antonio Brown type. Catch the ball and, and gain like yards after the catch is more important yeah. than just yeah. catching a big play over the top and you know that's the end of the play. Right, because you got a guy like Odell Beckham. That guy can catch any ball at any time no matter how he's covered, but he's more dangerous in the fact that if you get him on a five-yard slant, he can take off. Yes. That's, that, that, I think, is the modern NFL uh, receiver that you want. And I think Godwin more resembles that than Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm a believer in Godwin. Mike Evans looking a little uh, sketchy right now. And then but our- I, I also think a lot of that has to do with really, really questionable quarterback play. Well, obviously, if you have a better quarterback, everyone's eaten, though. You know, I mean. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, last guy, Calvin Ridley. This guy came out balling. He he seems to be in the end zone every week. Yeah, I'm a I'm a believer. I think that this this is uh, probably if not the best or one of the best one two wide receiver punches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I I like this guy. You have guy you have a guy on the other side that's going to take a lot of attention, and I think Calvin Ridley is going to beat most single coverage. Okay, moving on to our league. We're going to go quickly into the what just happened uh, briefly. Biggest blowout, Miller over Watts. RBU looking like shit by 40. Uh, closest game was myself over Dan. Thank you, David Njoku. I'm oh, sorry, thank you, Jets, for killing David Njoku and, and shutting down uh, Landry on uh, Monday night. I won. 
I have, I was going to that game up fourteen. I won by nine. He put up. <laughs> he had two guys going. Got four points. Uh, oh, got bailed. That is the luck of the fantasy fantasy uh, weekend. Uh, well, because I, I had Alshon Jeffrey go, and he gave me a donut because he got hurt in like the first play. So I, I got repaid with the uh, uh, Najoku donut. Um, let's just run down the scores last week real quick for everyone else. Uh, we had, uh, I, like I said, I beat Dan. We had uh, uh, James beat uh, Launchpad, uh, the Swagger Jackers. I kind of like that name, Launchpad. RBU got creamed by Miller. You beat up on uh, Dak and Yellow. Uh, but you know he's going to make the playoffs, right? Like he's, a, <laughs> I, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. Little, I'm sorry, what you said? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I can't argue that after last season – Something about Dak and Yellow that just uh, keeps on winning. Little Jordan Humphreys uh, beat up on Donk. Donk, your team always sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to say that. I'm, I'm not a fan of anyone who you pick or like. Uh, and our league champ gets low score, low score of the week, and gets creamed by Herman somehow, only scoring 112 points. He lost by like almost 40. Yeah, no, uh, I I thought Steve's team was gonna be a playoff contender this year. I, I think it may have been by default, but uh, I'm not looking very good on that pick. I think that we might have to reassess. He's on the outside looking in. I think for this point for me. Well, I think this league is is headed for outside of Miller's team a pretty pretty massive shakeup because with all the crap that's happened to my team, losing Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, you you you, you like there's really. There's really nothing solid underneath Mil- you know, Miller clearly finishing in first. Uh, I believe my team is in first yeah. right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Well, I don't have all these names, but I have guys that are coming up and developing into names. I, I, I think it's pretty safe to say at this point that after Miller's team, you're probably or almost definitely the second, second, uh, second ranked team. I'm, I, I, I'm. I'm sad to say it, but I'll be honest. I, I no longer have that crown. I don't even think it's close. Uh, you, I think. You you missed your window. I, you have to just uh, like your main guys have have screwed you off the field. <laughs> it's just I, I, unbelievable. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm happy that I'm getting Tyreek Hill back, but I went into the season firmly believing that I was going to have half a season with Kareem Hunt, full season of Antonio Brown, and I thought I was going to lose Kareem, uh, Tyreek Hill for just a few games because of the uh, off field stuff, but. Holy shit! We're only three weeks into the season, and I would have never in a million years expected this to be the state of my team. You luckily got Pat Mahomes um, balling out every week for you, so he's throwing up a nice twenty-five, thirty spot. Just help. Ain't out. nobody's calling that luck. No, 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 no luck involved in that. That that that, that boy is gifted. Um, what I mean, like the fact that like you take you could take all these hits because you're lucky because you have that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I got you. I, I, not that I, it's I lucky just, he's I just doing it. I'm a little it. defensive because my, my, my squad is decimated. No, no, it's not lucky he's doing it. He's, you know, can you imagine trading up for Mitchell Trubisky and passing on Watson and Mahomes? I know. Come I on, know. Chicago. That that is, I mean, that franchise made, uh, you know, just the worst decision. Can we worst. also agree that if Mahomes or Watson went to Chicago, they would blow, and Trubisky would be probably good or something like that? I, I'd like to think that Mahomes would say, uh, you know, pull an Eli Manning going to the, the to the uh, San Diego Chargers. I, pre- I appreciate your confidence in me, but I will not be signing a contract. Trade me away, or I'm going back to the. Yeah. I'm going to play baseball. I'm out, fam. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna go into the uh, the picking of the, uh, the the games real quick. Uh, we're not gonna go over every little game, but I'll just give you the spread. We'll pick them. All right. So we got Denver and Green Bay. We got Green Bay uh, minus seven. Who you got? 
Green Bay home. Uh, I, I'm going. Uh, I'll take. I'll take uh, Green Bay. I, I think they finally, finally do a solid win. They get a solid victory at home. Uh, I'm also going to take Green Bay. I think uh, the Green Bay has been defense is much improved, and uh, their offense hasn't yet balled out because uh, they placed two stiff defenses. You face probably two of the best defenses in the league with uh, Minnesota and Chicago. Denver ain't well now, well, now they get Denver and yeah. Bradley Chubb and uh, Vaughn Miller. So Yeah, but that's the only guys on that defense, though. Like, it's not well, like... I think that they're going to have uh, – they're going to take – I'm not not like it's a big loss, but Chris Harris is probably going to take out Geronimo Allison. So I think oh, the, no. The, uh, what could we do with that? No, I'm saying I expect big games for Devonta Adams and uh, and Mark Marquez Valdez-Scantling. MVS. MVS. There we go. Um, all right, next game: Detroit at Philadelphia. Philadelphia minus five and a half. Who we got? I like Philly. I think Philly puts it together on this one. Detroit's got a solid defense, but I think Philly. Uh, actually, you know what? Philly's got some offensive injuries, don't they? They're all the rest- your number one is Algalor today. You got Mac Hollins playing serious minutes. All right, so maybe I take that back. What's the spread on this one? Five and a half touchdown. Screw it. Sticking with it. Eagles, I think they win by a touchdown. I'm going to go against you. Detroit, um, I don't like the weapons right now. They lost Godart. They lost. Um, they got Ertz out there and Aguilar. I like. Ertz, Ertz is going to eat today. Absolutely. Uh, I like Detroit. Uh, the defense is playing very well. They just. Uh, there's there's rumbling that they actually might give the ball to carry on Johnson's more. I, I don't know. They just cut this fucking loser, <laughs> CJ Anderson. I, I just want to point out one thing. Last week, my lock of the my lock of the week was the Chargers over the uh, Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now, when I picked that game as the lock, I didn't realize that the Chargers were going to make the biggest bonehead decision I've ever heard of in my life, and they're making the same decision again today. Their kicker, Mike Badgley, mm-hmm. is injured, and instead of signing a new kicker for the game, they decided they were going to use their fucking punter. And lo and behold, their punter misses, I think, two field goals in the game. And they end up losing overall, but they would have not only won the game, but they would have covered the spread too had they just taken a kicker on their squad. They also now, would have covered if the two touchdowns didn't get called back and Eckler from right, one. Right. So 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 let's let's look at this and we're gonna say that was Detroit at home in a game they most likely should have lost if the other team didn't basically just hand them the game by not properly equipping their team with the kicker. Now you have a game on the road. In Philadelphia, it's a one o'clock game. It's not in a dome. It's outdoors. Let's go, Eagles! I, I I think they got it. I think they win the way I touch down. All right. Now I don't even have to ask you really, but the next one, uh, your Chiefs laying five and a half to Baltimore at home. Who we got? Oh God, I'm going KC, but this game is shaping up to be a nail biter because of the weather. I'm re- I'm very nervous because that's how you neutralize the Mahomes arm. Is you got wind and rain, and uh, I, and, and I know Terry Kill. That's that's big. The, this is going to be the first test for both teams, I think. Give me Kansas City, man. Pat Mahomes could throw a football through a hailstorm on a pinpoint. Like that. Uh, no, that's it. This is their home opener, and uh, then the Chiefs, the Chiefs field this week. I, I just I've seen online they 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 got a little something special coming out. This is the 60th anniversary for uh, for the Chiefs. So this would have uh, been I'm my forward. this would have been my lock of the week, but I can't just pick the Chiefs every week to fucking cover this spread. So like I, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like you know, like last week I picked them. Against the Raiders, I would also pick them again here, uh, but I'm, 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 that's not my lock though. But I want them to be. Next one, Cincinnati at Buffalo. Buffalo laying six to Cincinnati at home. Who we got? I like Buffalo. Give me Buffalo too, man. I think that they are a touchdown favorite. I, I would. I, their defense is really good. Cincinnati's offense looks like 
better than it was, but like they're going to get smashed today. They got they got John Ross going up against Tredavious White. Covered. Uh, that, that's not a good matchup. And and outside of that, like you said, the Buffalo defense they're going to get after Andy uh, Andy Dalton. And uh, the 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 Cincinnati defense apparently has been uh, giving up tons of running yards. And Frank uh, I mean, Gore. That, that's that, that's exactly what Buffalo wants to do. Frank Gore gonna this. I you know I think Frank Gore is just the most even more than Brady. Give this guy credit. In his position, he's my age. He's fucking like 36 years old, and he's out there. Get, he's going to get like 300 carries this year. Well, maybe after, he's going to get like 250 this year. Depending on how long uh, Devin Singletary is out for, yeah. I, I, I just picked up uh, Gore in our Chopped League. I spent uh, probably more money than I would have liked to, but the guy is is the number one running back mm-hmm. on a team that runs the ball you know, pretty pretty consistently. I um. And that chop league, all right. We made it past the first two weeks. Both of us still in it. Donks out, no big deal. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you always gotta kick a man when he's down. Well, because he was shitting on me because I was like, uh, I picked Pat Mahomes before him, and he picked Melvin Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, man, you can acquire other players from uh, teams that are um, that go out, right? That's the whole point of this, yeah. So like, why wouldn't I just draft the guy who's for sure gonna be the highest scoring guy in the league? You're not going to get me to say anything bad against Mahomes. Well, I'm That's saying, certainly like, not okay, I, I can't get a um, like a bell cow later, right? But this is like different. I I can get him in week two. I like I did. I got Chubb. I spent half my fab on him, and I got Chubb uh, as a free agent. So like, okay, now I have a guy that's going to potentially be a high scoring dude. Um, but like the Mahomes thing, you're not going to get a guy who's going to give you 25 plus points weekly, dude. You're just not. Like, who else are you going to get in the NFL that's even remotely like that? Uh, well, I mean, I, I I took Lamar Jackson pretty, you know, pre- pretty like later in the middle, I guess middle middle rounds of that draft. But I, I hear what you're saying is you got to go for the guys that have the highest floor right off the bat. Because I'm not I'm not like trying to score the highest amount of points. Like my whole thing wasn't like in the chop the the the, the think pattern wasn't like I want to score the most points. I was like I just want to sur- be able to survive every week, right? So like, who's the guy who's going to be the most consistent, highest scoring guy? Is this guy? So all right, I can I can acquire other elite players through other people leading. So that's what I that's how I'm going into this. And now we have the two highest scoring players potentially going up against each other in today's matchup. Let's do it. I got an, uh, in the league of record uh, the uh, L- your commissioning uh, LXFL uh, LXFG. Yeah, league. league of extraordinary fantasy. It's, you got your quarterback versus my quarterback uh, Lamar Jackson this week. It's gonna well, we're not going against each other, but yeah, they're going against each other today. Uh, okay, next game. Atlanta at Indianapolis. Indianapolis, was it a minus one and a half? I was debating this game as my other lock of the week, and I was going with Atlanta. But Atlanta on the road is atrocious. In a they, 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 I think they have one win on the road in the last two years. It's G- not good. Give me Atlanta. They're playing in a dome. Uh, I think that they'll be just fine. Uh, I, th- I like the Atlanta passing attack. I don't think the Colts have... Um, the, the personnel to stop uh, Jones and Ridley. And on the low, Austin Hooper has been a very solid guy in the middle, man. he's he, Every week so far, he's been catching like four or five balls for like 60 yards, man. Like he's been solid getting first downs out there. I, I, I do agree. I think that Atlanta will most likely win this game. I didn't take this game as my lock because I felt stronger about the other one, but this was the one, this was the other one that I felt that's the same way you're saying is that I, I think that Atlanta playing on the road in a dome is a little different than playing on the road outside. Yeah, they're not exactly uh, in, in Chicago, so like <laughs> right, right. Uh, next game: Oakland at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota laying nine 
points. You know, Oakland I, – I'm, I'm sorry, Minnesota is just such a boring team in my opinion. They have this defense. They have a running game. They don't have their – they have the throwing personnel. They just don't utilize them very much. I just – I have very little confidence in Oakland. I so uh, probably go – I don't know. Nine is a lot though. It is a lot. Maybe I go Oakland. You know, give, give, give them a little bone here. Throw, throw them a bone. I'm going to also go Oakland. I, I, Minnesota is just not that team to blow you out. Like, mm. Well, actually, they did blow up the Falcons week one. But, like, the way they want to play, they, they want to run the ball down your throat, it just allows the team to score a late touchdown, like, late in the game. Like, you know, like, I just feel that the, um like, they're, they're, when they get up big, it's going to be, like, 17 to 3 or something like that, or 21 to 7. And then there'll be, like, some garbage time scoring at the end of the game. And, and you know, like, Oakland is so predictable. They Obviously, they got screwed with, with Antonio Brown, but you know what they're going to do. They have basically three options. You hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs, and their offensive line is okay, it's not great, or they're throwing the ball to Darren Waller for a short gain, or they're going all the way downfield for Tyrell Williams. They don't do anything else. Those are the three plays they run. It's, it gets very old very quickly, and I think Minnesota's defense is really solid. Everything I just said makes me think that I should have taken Minnesota. <laughs> All right. Let's <laughs> just convince myself otherwise. New York Jets at New England Patriots. The spread, sir, is 21. Uh, this is wild. Um, but I, you know what? I'm going New England because they're out for blood every game. This is a division rival they cannot wait to stick it to. Yeah, I, I really – I just said that nine is a lot of points, and I'm completely throwing that out the window on this one because I think the New England loves to stick it to the division rivals more than anything. Also, so when they, once they get up, they're not going to take their foot off the gas. Also, last touchdown scored against the Patriots was in Kansas City. Just saying. <laughs> so. uh, you know, listen, you're, 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 you're – the defense for – I just spent $11 on the Patriots defense in uh, in the in our OG league mm-hmm. for, for this specific reason of knowing that – the Patriots' defense is actually probably, I'd say, a top two or three defense in the league, and they get six games accumulated against the Jets, the Bills, and the and the Dolphins. I mean, I, I was I was thinking about bidding on that, but I saw that the um the 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 Dallas schedule was Giants, Washington, and Miami, and then it's like another. Uh, I think they play another weak team after that. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna stick with them. But I didn't, I didn't realize that the Jets and the Dolphins were gonna be absolute trash. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that 21, while it's obviously a huge number, I, I don't see the Jets getting any points in this game. Like for real, I don't think they're getting any points. I would, honest to God, I, I I'm gonna say the game's gonna be like 40, 43 to three or some shit like that. It's gonna be bad. I, I, if the Jets score a touchdown, I think it'll be like you know some broken play that somehow miraculously works out for them. I'm, I, I don't would, see them working them way down the field. I just can't see it. Zero touchdowns. I, there's no chance they score. Not, there's a low chance they score a touchdown today. If it is, it's on special teams or something like that. But I also can see uh, uh, Le'Veon Bell putting up like 15 catches for like you know 65 yards. You know like 15, 20 rushes. He's. I, I think I, this offense is going to be ex- just. If they, we thought it was Le'Veon Bell centric before, it's going to be exclusively Le'Veon Bell this week. Um. Next game up. Uh. J- New York Jets. We just did Miami. That. Hold my beer. All right. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> yeah. Twenty. Miami at the hell is twenty-two and a half point dogs. 
This, sir, is my lock of the week. I'm going Dallas, bro. Fuck it. I've never seen a quit. I've never seen a team quit like Miami. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to take 22 and a half points, just like I didn't want to take 21 points. But this team just doesn't want to play this year. I don't know how I take Miami, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll take Dallas plus minus 22 and a half. Not to mention. It, it's crazy. Not to mention you are throwing Josh Rosen to the wolves. There's no line. There's no receivers. There's no run game. You got nothing. Placing the one of the better defenses in the NFC. I don't know if the Cowboys pass rush is as good as the Patriots. The Patriots pass rush, uh, Danny Shelton, has been ridiculous this year. But uh, the 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 linebackers for the Cowboys are solid. Uh, J- uh, Jalen Smith, mm-hmm. I, I you know Vander uh, Ash, Kyle, Kyle Vander, no Kyle Vanderoy is, is, is Patriots again. Vander Vanderbosch, 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 some fucking Netherlands thing. Like I don't right. know. Right, <laughs> but the Patriots have one too, and I think one's like Kyle Van Noy, and the other one is Vander Ditch. Like you Van Noy is the Patriot guy. Patriot guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other Van whatever is the Dallas linebacker. They're both really good. Him and Jalen Smith. All right, big big huge game, probably game of the week. Um, Daniel Jones first start. Uh, New York Giants. Uh, I was <laughs> New York Giants at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay laying five and a half at home. You know that that that, that is just a lack of respect. I'm taking the Giants. Was there any doubt that I'm taking the Giants? Daniel Jones is going to nah, lead us to victory. Nah, absolutely, I agree. Daniel Jones leads to victory in his first ever start. We're going to start off right. Eli is going to be in his ear with the headset, coaching him, passing the torch. It's going to be good stuff today. I, 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 I won't go as far as saying the Giants are going to win. I'm just taking the Giants plus six. Uh, I'm going to go that far. I'm going to say Giants win. All right. Giants win, and you're going to see Danny Dimes have fourth quarter magic, down by four, two minutes left, one timeout, bringing us down for a touchdown. You could bank on it. He's going to throw it to Evan Ingram. No big deal. All right. The good news about that is I would still win with my prediction. I like that. <laughs> Next game, uh, this guy, Cam Newton, he is not playing. Carolina at Arizona, Arizona laying two and a half. Oh, my God. This is I, – I, I want Arizona to win this game. I, I, I'll i take Arizona minus two and a half. They'll win by a field goal. Let's see it. Chalk up Arizona's first win. Chalk up Kyler Murray's, I say, first win in the NFL. I think that uh, Arizona wins this game. Oh, or, you know what? Cam has been so dreadful the first two games. You know, like anything is better behind center than Cam right now. But, no, I, I think Arizona wins this. I, I think that if it's possible to use Christian McCaffrey more than they already have, they're going to. I, I, I just, like, I don't know what – who is it? Kyle Allen? Kyle is Allen. Why is it not Will Greer? I think he's hurt. I think Will Greer is hurt right now. No, that's, that's the other guy on Denver. What guy at Denver? The, the, their, their rookie they drafted. Denver's rookie is hurt. Oh, Locke? Drew Locke? Drew Locke's hurt, not Will Greer. Will Greer is fine. Uh, well, it's not a glowing uh, uh, you know, recommendation for your future. No. Without, uh, you, you're getting passed over as the second string for the third string. But either way, I, I don't see this being a good thing for any of the Carolina receivers. I think that they're going to bring up it, you know they already had the extra the run defender in the box. This is even more just certain that it's just going to be Christian McCaffrey show. Uh, yeah, dump off city today. Let's go CMC. Um, next game, New Orleans with Teddy Bridgewater. He's probable actually. He's not the he's not he's not the definite starter uh, at Seattle. Seattle lane four and a half. You give me Seattle all day. I think Seattle at home. Mm-hmm. finds a way to win no matter what, and now with a weakened New Orleans team, don't have 
the passing explosion, uh, explosiveness from from Breeze. I, I think this is a game lining up for Seattle and my boy Chris Carson. I uh, I agree with everything but the Chris Carson. But Penny, well, Penny, Penny's out your, today. Your, your, boy, your boy Penny is out. He's Penny's not even out. playing. Tweaked his hammy. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't have to say anything else that you said. Uh, I agree with everything that you had said, so why bother? Uh, Houston at L.A. Chargers, I should say, and um, they are laying three and a half. I think Houston got screwed last week. I can't believe how their defense, it just gives up all those yards after Deshaun Watson takes them down the field on like three plays to take the lead. Uh, the Chargers, once again, are playing without an actual kicker, a field goal kicker on their squad. I don't understand this, especially after the way they lost last week. Badgley is hurt. He's not playing. They don't have a field goal kicker. Give me Houston. I think the Chargers, uh, I feel that they're a more complete team. Houston, if they're not passing the ball, they're whack. So, And their defense is okay. Like, the Chargers got a good D. They got a better coach. They got a, 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 they got a better offense. And I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I, I, I think the Chargers are just a, a very gifted team. They have so much talent from top to bottom. But they're always hurt. They don't have a home field advantage because they, nobody wants the Chargers. Like, see, it's sad see, to say it, but like they don't play anywhere where the actual home fans are like, yeah, 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 we really like this team. Chargers are gonna be one of those first teams to move out to England. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're 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 like a nomad. You know, they're they're a team with no home. They're gonna go to like Mexico City as their home or something like that. <laughs> we're, uh, we're 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 the we're the the Earth Chargers. There we go. Uh, next game, Pittsburgh at San Fran. San Fran lane six and a half. Give me San Fran. Give me Pittsburgh. I, I think that Pittsburgh loses, but uh, Mason Rudolph is going to excite today, I think. I think he's going to keep him in the game. I think that the San Fran offense is getting better as the games go on. They utilize play action very nicely. Um, I think Garoppolo is going to get better each game because, obviously, you take a year off from football. It's You, know, you, you need the, the snaps and real live action to, to get yourself back into it. Um, I, th- I think they're going to get their receiving core straightened out. I like Jalen Hurd. Uh, no, not Jalen Hurd. Uh, Debo Samuels. I like Debo Samuels. It looks like he's coming along nicely. He's the alpha if, there, man. And if Dante Pettis actually remembers that he's a football player, there's potential there too. Marcus Godwin got uh, – not good Marcus Goodwin got involved last week, I'm pretty sure. Marcus Goodwin is n- – he's gonna if he catches the ball, he could have a chance to take it to the house. But, like, he's not uh, – I, I'm not – I don't get excited by that guy at all. But they also have uh, what's his name, uh, Kittle. George Kittle. George Kittle. Kittle. Kittle has been very pedestrian so far this season. No, but... he, no, he hasn't. Tight end wise, he's also led the team in targets each game, and he he's got um, I think like sixty yards each, uh, fifty four yards both games. So like he just hasn't had that touchdown or that big breakout play yet. Yeah, he's always a good yards after the catch guy. So I think he also is the same thing. He needs to get back into a routine with Garoppolo because he also obviously hasn't played with Garoppolo the entire season. So. I just think that as the season goes on, assuming that they stay healthy, mm-hmm. their offense is going to get uh, you know more cohesive and they're going to be more uh, just more productive. All right, Sunday night football. We are actually blessed with a good game: the Rams at the Browns. And this is three. The Browns are laying. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Rams are laying three and a half away. Ah man, you know, I'm. You know my thoughts on the Browns. I've said it. I, I've been. I've been clear on this show before. I'm not a Browns fan. Oh, I think guys. the the Rams travel. They play close games. I, give me the Rams. I 
wish all bad things on the Browns. I would. I'm taking the Rams, man. Fuck OBJ. Fuck Baker Mayfield. Talking shit about the Giants. Um, Denzel I'm, Ward isn't playing either, so that's a big loss for the secondary for the for the Browns. Um, also, I I just. Miller is always like a douchebag with his takes and stuff like that with his little eyeballs. I could. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I, I I don't believe it. I, I I I just his biggest his biggest like bandwagon not bandwagon. He was like he he's been touting the Browns forever, right? The thing I want most in this world is just them to be shitty. Like you know, it's like he was just all wrong. Chubb, all those guys kind of stink, and it's just they're the Browns. Plus, I my take of the Browns always suck. I want that to be right as well. Well, I think that they looked better at the end of last season on offense than they look right now. And the only thing I could see differently, obviously, than the you know the, the the change of you know wide receiver personnel, is the offensive line. The offensive line last year they gave uh, running lanes for Chubb. They gave uh, Mayfield at least a little bit of time to either get out of the pocket and make a play, or give him time in the pocket. This year he's running for his life. The offensive line is like a sieve. I don't know what they expect, but. You had Chubb getting like 100, 110 yards on like five carries last year. That only happens if he's getting you know running lanes and and you know room room to maneuver. That guard. I don't they, know what they're yeah they're, they're just not doing it. That guard they gave up to the Giants was ranked like sixth in the league or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was big. That was the one really positive thing the Giants got done during this offseason. Mm-hmm. Everything else was just awful. <laughs> um, but but you look 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 at the Giants like um Saquon Barkley. Each game has bailed out, and he basically has been a ghost in the second half because of negative game script, and he still has balled out in that first half when they were when they were still able to run the ball. You know, yeah, no, I, I mean, Chubb, I think Chubb, like like Barkley, they're just very they're they're, they're elite backs. They mm-hmm. know how to get the job done, and they'll make the best out of what probably isn't the best situation in terms of blocking. But uh, the, the 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 Browns have not been as good as people thought they were and as good as they played the end of last season. And I think the Rams are, you know, they're, they're, they're a defending Super Bowl team. They didn't win, but they made it. They, uh, you know, they're, they're a good squad. Some would say the Browns are pedestrian. Moving on to Monday Night Football, <laughs> we are getting blessed with such a game. Chicago at Washington. Um, names like Trubisky, Keenum. <laughs> they will be your starting quarterbacks for that game. Running backs like um, Adrian Peterson, you remember him from the fucking Ots? He'll be he'll be running the football. Well, I was gonna say all these Hall of Fame names out there, but I do think Adrian Peterson is a Hall of Famer, so I can't be sarcastic with him. But yeah, the the, the this should have been a potentially decent matchup had uh, Washington not lost Alex Smith last year. Had you know a million other things happen, but yeah, this is a pretty this, bad this matchup. Bad. Um, what's the spread? What's the spread on this one? Uh, Chicago laying four and a half away. Oh, God, we really have to pick this game. <laughs> this yeah. is uh, that's how uh, we do. I, Washington at home getting more than uh, I, I'll oh. take Washington at home. Oh, I, the- I just I, I have no respect for the Bears whatsoever. Yeah, I'll take the Bears. The Bears defense, uh, they they'll they like they'll get back in sync and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be back. They're four was it thirteen and. The twelve and four last year, man. The, not much changed. Like you know, like I, I, they'll get back in rhythm and they'll and they'll start putting up some points. Like when I say some points, like you know, like fifteen to twenty points. Like, well, the way I look at this is you're going to have Josh Norman on uh, on uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is really the only guy that Trubisky ever even remotely throws the ball somewhat accurately to. And he's going to be not. I'm not going to say he's got taken out by Josh Norman, but you don't like you. You have a competent cornerback on your receiver, 
that's bad news. The the running game for the Bears, I, I don't know. Did they even have a, a competent running game? Trubisky takes off more than just as much as you know they give the ball to Montgomery. Mm. I, I, I just I have zero confidence in the in the Bears offense and their defense essentially is being asked to play perfect football every game. And I I think that the the Redskins are just gonna hand the ball off a ton to Adrian Peterson and uh, make some throws here and there to Terry McLaurin. And I think they uh, maybe it's within a field goal. So I like the plus four for Washington. Give me, yeah, I'll stick with Washington. All right, I'm going Bears. All right, man, we're getting to the last segment here. It's in memoriam. We're going to take a little moment of silence, a little salute for the players we had lost this week. All right, Mike? Antonio Brown. <laughs> David Ninjoku. Cam Newton. Sam, Sam Darnold. Drew Brees. Big Ben, Eli Manning, Josh Doxson, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Michael Gallup, Damian Williams, Richard Penny. Jesus, only week three. Yes, that, that that that's not for the whole year. That's just for from week two to week three. That's the guys we've lost. <laughs> and the fact that there's that many quarterbacks in that in that uh, you know in memoriam is is yes. it goes to show that. He, even with all these rules that are in there to protect the quarterbacks, and yeah, you can't touch them below the you can't touch them above the neck, below the knees. You can't put your weight on them if you're sacking them. They they're, they're still getting hurt. Well, I t- mean, Roethlisberger had a non-contact throw injury to his elbow. I don't understand that. Well, to be fair, Eli Manning's perfectly healthy. He just got sat down. <laughs> is he is he perfectly healthy? I've seen that guy looking like he's high, you know, for the last twenty years of my life. I think that guy needs to go get himself checked out. No, but but you uh, but you know I think every year every so there's always a year in sports where it looks like the big transition year. I think this is that year where we get away from the old guard. Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, like uh, you know these these players. Are going out to pasture at this point. There's a new breed in the NFL. We got Lamar Jacksons, Baker Mayfields, Carson Wentz's. These guys are the guys coming up. Whoa, and, whoa, that's disrespectful, my friend. Pat as Mah- much as as much Pat as Mahomes I enjoy is, being on the show, there's one name that belongs in front of Pat, all. Of yeah, those. but th- no, but he's already above all those other guys. Like I'm talking about, like Ben Roethlisberger. He's like Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. So I'm, I'm not well, putting that he's on his ascending up. You know what I'm saying? He's there. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm just giving you just giving you a rough time. I, I thought it was funny the other day when uh, on our good friend uh, Scotty uh, Launchpad Schechter. Starts saying the, the the torch has been passed, and he starts talking about Minshew and and uh, uh, what's his name Mason Rudolph as the next ca- next class of quarterbacks to take over for uh, for Eli Roethlisberger and uh, Breeze, and he doesn't mention Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, all the good uh, ones, or Mayfield. <laughs> he just goes to the guys that just came in and played like two games so far. It's this <laughs> these guys who. Might not be starting next year. These are the torch carriers now, everyone, for the NFL. They are on their ascending way up. Yeah, he included Darnold in there because I believe he's got a ownership of uh, Darnold in one league. Anything <laughs> Scotty says has to do with who he owns. Like I'm, it's a hundred percent. Like that's how he feels. He he has, he does zero research. He just he just like yeah, man. I picked him, so therefore he is awesome. That uh, why else would I have picked him? Yeah, hello. I only pick awesome dudes. That's how I work. That's how I roll. All right, man. So that's the end of the show, man. Uh, We will see you in week three, man. Peace. All right. Good luck.